0: We're looking forward to exploring new roads and wide-open spaces. When you're ready to travel, go great places. Learn more at TravelSouthDakota.com.
1: We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row. Proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks.
2: If you go to miamighostchronicles.com you can find links to the shows mp3 files which you can download or links to your favorite platform like itunes spreaker soundcloud and all other major sources you can find information for upcoming and past talk show appearances as well as new book projects at marlenepardo.com you can also purchase books and merchandise there And you can visit my author page on Amazon at Marlene Pardo Pellicer. Due to popular demand, I'm narrating my true believer stories that I've collected throughout the years in a new series called Supernatural Storytime. You can find links at SupernaturalStorytime.com. If you are into classic horror, ghosts, and adventure stories, I narrate some of those at Nightshade Diary. And you can find links at NightshadeDiary.com. If you would like to read noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird, you can visit the Stranger Than Fiction Stories tab at Chronicles.com. I do want to thank you all for being part of my audience, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi everybody, this is Marlee with Miami Ghost Chronicles Stories of the Supernatural. How's everybody doing today? Good, I hope. Better than me, as you can kind of i don't know if you can tell but i'm kind of congested um as a matter of fact i was talking to my to our guest tonight and i was saying i thought it was going to be an allergy attack which usually for me is like within 24 hours i'm over it no it was not an allergy attack or it morphed into a head cold and i'm getting better but um yeah i went through that total energy drain kind of deal, um, you know, just, like, uh, don't look at me, uh, you know, my, my dogs camped out under the bed, because I was not getting up for anything, so I feel better, but I'm still, like, yeah, I'm still, like, it, it does a, it does a number on you, And and I hadn't been sick really like this for a long, long time, and, um, but anyway, let's get, Let's get to the really interesting stuff, which is who I have as a guest. And if I wouldn't have stopped, we would have been talking. It be midnight and be like, wait, we got to start the show. <laughs> it's great to talk to her. I got Debbie Chestnut back, ladies and gentlemen. And let me give you a quick, quick about Debbie. Uh, she's been a paranormal investigator for over 20 years. She's the author of several books, both fiction and nonfiction. Uh, her nonfiction about her experiences as a psychic and a ghost hunter. And her fiction includes... Savannah Williams series now um the good thing about Debbie is like and you all know she's been around the block once twice three times like me as a matter of fact right now before we start rolling we were talking about yeah remember when you had to take pictures before digital when you actually paid to develop your pictures not everybody remembers that or admits to it anyway so how are you doing today Debbie I'm doing
0: great how are you
2: fantastic I'm really thrilled to have you back I'm glad to be back and another thing that we were talking about and you know we could discuss anything and everything because God knows um you know with your own experiences and and so forth uh, we were talking about the new slew of paranormal shows that have come uh, out in the last couple of months and we were weighing in about what we like what we didn't like um including that uh Jason uh yeah, is back I was with yeah, Ghost Nation. Ghost Station. And I and Ghost, it's a good show. Right. And I haven't had a chance to see it because and it makes you wonder why didn't they team up or was it somebody that said, Hey, you guys need to go your separate ways and I don't know.
0: You know. No, it was it was done because when they were reviving Ghost Hunters, the station, and the producers wanted to bring in a whole new team. Okay. and Jason said he wasn't going to abandon his friends, Tango and and Steve. That's nice. So that's why they're still friends. They're all still friends. That's right. just why they did two separate shows on two different networks.
2: Right, right. And you know what? Because everybody, believe it or not, thinks of when they, they were together and they had this huge team. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, and people don't realize even these shows have their budget as far as... Yeah. They're always conscientious about those things. And uh, the one that we both agreed on that we both like is the Hans Holzer, the Holzer Files. Those are such a good show. I really like that one. I really. And I am going to admit that I have a fondness for Hans Holzer because I remember those were my first ghost books that I read. Once upon a time in the library, uh, Hans Holzer books, which I still have some now, you know, the, I, I, were the – really the only books about ghosts and ghost stories and and like a ghost hunter going with a medium uh like sybil Leek and ethel myers to all these haunted places so i
0: yeah they were um they were trailblazers yes yes for the rest of us you know and um you know for the time Holzer did some great work i'm glad to see they're going back and revisiting some of the cases with everything that we have available now Right, And their um, their medium is very good.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. But you know what I really like? Because, you know, I've read all the books, but to actually hear some of the tapes, you know, the, the recordings that he did. That's so interesting.
0: I wish they would like play wow. more of that. to me, I'd be you like. You know, or, or release them on a DVD series or something.
2: Yes, yes, because it puts a whole different uh, spin on it as far as. And again, uh, let me tell you something. He really had a, quite a following as far as even uh, different celebrities that wanted to be there because he went to some really uh, back. That you know, you know, he concentrated mostly in the Northeast, like New York, New Jersey, all those areas, and he had a lot of people that wanted to accompany him just to be present when he would be doing some of these investigations.
0: Yeah, they were very interesting, and I like how. A lot of the shows are going back and really researching the history of these properties.
2: Yes, yes. And I think that they're realizing that sometimes you get a lot of urban myths and that's understandable. And some of them, you know, it's like I personally I'm, I'm into the research and I like it when they do the research and they say, you know what, there's nothing to that story or it was, you know, it started out as this and it morphed into something else, which happens. Or even that better, on one of the
0: go- on one of the ghost nation ap- episodes.
2: Yes, that they the, it becomes the something else. Told
0: that a woman and her son died a particular way, and it turns out they didn't die that way at all. Right, and then the truth. Come-
2: Let me tell you, something people sometimes say, "Oh, well, the research, you know." And I go, research. Sometimes you find more disturbing stuff out than what the original story says.
0: uh you know, case in point. Um, where I live, you know, I'm, on, I'm on Lake St. Clair, mm-hmm. and it's pretty, you know, it's pretty big. And uh, there's a subdivision. Um, it's on the water, and, you know, canals run behind all the houses. Mm-hmm. And uh, they actually had a neighborhood meeting and had my partner and I come, and there are so many houses in there experiencing paranormal activity. And... Uh, yeah, you know, I did. Edit. First thing you do, you have to research. Yes. You know, and I would researched the sub before I went out. I was ready for him, and I'm like, "Well, here's the deal: your subdivision is built on what used to be a Native American village." Oh. And you have a school two miles away that is built over a Native American burial ground, and you used to have a farmer that's not there anymore. Thank goodness. But when he farmed his land, and he plowed up Native American skulls, he put them on the face fence post to, to scare the children, and you're wondering why you have paranormal activity. Really? Really? My God. That's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem, you know? and um, Yes. And, and
2: you know what? And Like you said, most people are, you know, everybody that comes in, there, they, they're new to the area, or nobody remembers, or the people that knew died, unless they do what you did, which is the research part.
0: Well, you know, and it's so cliche to say, you know, oh well, it's a native Native American burial ground. But I'm sorry, I'm in Michigan; they're everywhere. Right. Yes. You know, especially where I am in Michigan, they were, you know, we're on the Big Water, and um, you know, there were three reservations, and I mean, it's just it is what it is.
2: Well. You know, and and we um, over here in Florida, you know, the biggest, the big lake that we have here, which is Lake Okeechobee, Mm -hmm. around the turn of the century, you know, when the fishing, like catfish and, you know, people with the nets, they took off, like that industry took off.
0: Yeah.
2: I read several newspaper accounts where these fishermen were bringing up skulls, skulls and skulls and skulls. And later on, they realized that these were from the, the indigenous people that predated even Europeans coming here. And apparently, for them, the water, the lake, was like a doorway, a portal to the next world, and this is why they would put their dead in the water. And I Up think here
0: they buried, they buried out of water. They um, um, actually, the area I'm in, it was considered almost a neutral zone, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of different uh, tribes would come in and they hunt and they fish. And uh, once a year, all these tribes made a pilgrimage to this particular area. And one of the archaeologists said that it was like they came here to bury their dead.
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly. There's... And these,
0: these go back, you know, five 6,000 years. Yes. Some of them, you know, just very, very old.
2: Right, well, we do in, in some, some cases, there's some of them that, that hundreds of years, they were basically using those areas to bury their dead. It wasn't like, you know, what we think yeah. of as in modern times, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, and then, you know, it's full. And no, sometimes they're being used for quite a long
0: time. Plus, um, you know, one of the tribes of Potawatomi they were mound builders.
2: Oh, really? Interesting. Yes. Because there's so much...
0: It- yeah, so you have layer upon layer upon layer upon layer.
2: Yes, yes. I mean, there's so much controversy you know, sometimes going on with the, uh, with the mound builders, as far as even uh, if they were even influenced by um, natives like the Aztec and the Mayans from Central America, you know, that came up and made their way up into uh, through the Mississippi up into the northern United States, and you know, there was some type of trade or influence. Between the two groups? And it's,
0: and it's entirely possible. I mean, you know, they're finding out more and more that, you know, the Vikings were here. Mm-hmm. Um, the Newt's Templar. Yes. That they were exposed to have been annihilated. Well. You know, they were here. You know, there's just a lot that we still don't know, I think. Right, a right. Lot of no, I think that the they're discover. realizing
2: that the discovery of America, they, they keep having to put that date further earlier and earlier and earlier.
0: And then, you know, there was the bridge that once connected you know, Alaska to Russia. Yes, yes. You know, so people and animals and everything probably came over through the ice bridge.
2: Yes. Yeah, people don't realize that, that, um, that there were land bridges that there were land bridges before
0: that, you know, yeah, you don't see anymore. You now, as a ghost hunter, depending on what area you hunt in, mm-hmm. I mean, you can have layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of history.
2: Yes, yes. And sometimes and that's, um, as a matter of fact, I, and I've mentioned it before, uh, w- when you were saying about the Native American uh, down in Texas back in the 80s, they had that case that was called the Black Hope and this was an i don't know if you heard of it debbie it's a it's a little town in texas and apparently a developer sold some lots of land where you could like have him build your house for you and he built like eight houses and all these people they had these they they started having some unusual stuff but what really kicked it off was when one of them was going to have a poop it into the backyard and from what i understand when he was about to you know get ready to excavate a really old man comes along and says hey you know that you're going to dig up a couple of bodies uh when you do that and the owner of the house was like what it was yeah because and i should know because i was the one that helped bury them and they were like i don't know if it was an older man if they believed it or not make a long story short sure enough when they excavated, they brought up two coffins, two wooden coffins, to make a long story short. Turns out that once upon a time, this land just so happens was part of an African-American cemetery. But what happened was originally it was the New Hope, uh, like a small town, and they had had the cemetery and they had used it for about 30 years like after the Civil War and into the 1930s but then there was a fire that kind of like wrecked the town and everybody moved away everybody forgot uh that there had been a cemetery there and had never been registered it was not an official cemetery How's that it was never registered in county records it's kind of, it's kind of like a poltergeist right and, and it they... wasn't it w- in, in a sense it wasn't anything spooky it was just that it had been used as a cemetery but once the town little community uh dispersed everybody left and of course the markers that were had been dumped uh as a matter of fact one of the homeowners had noticed that there was some strange markings on a big oak that they had in their yard but they never understood what it was and it was because of course this community was poor they didn't have the money for like granite headstones and you know wood disintegrates right and once they um they dug that up, there and then things started going wild as far as um, uh, hauntings in all the houses, the eight houses, and it got to the point that, as a matter of fact, they made a movie about it. it came out like I want to say late eighties, nineties, um, yeah. because they, you know, they they had built there on in, in a place that as a matter of fact the homeowners even tried to sue the developer but the developer turned out they didn't even know themselves because again the records that weren't filed through the county or whatever didn't say hey this used to have people buried there so yeah they had some very very serious huntings including that um one of the one of the families, the main one that wrote the book and that the movie was based on their 30-year-old daughter died. And uh-huh. they they blamed it on what was going on there. And eventually the eight families that purchased there moved away. And then they did, I want to say a couple of years ago, they, maybe five or six years ago, they did a follow-up piece on it where because, of course, this, they resold these houses back. And nothing as significant had happened, but all the families that were living there kind of... We're having some weird stuff still going on. So, and if you think that that doesn't happen, those there's, there's a lot of unofficial uh, graveyards, like you said, like the, the poltergeist uh, kind of scenario plays out more yeah, often than people you know, think. It's It's
0: hard to know. Yeah, you know, a lot of times, you know, due to expansion, they move the stones and don't move the bodies. Uh, I tell
2: everybody, the people that make those decisions are usually businessmen that are not sentimental about it. And they just move a few of them, and then they're like, "Hey, you know what? Just move the headstones."
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and yeah, you know, they don't believe in the paranormal or believe this can happen, and you know, history has shown us. Well, you know what?
2: And now that you mentioned the Poltergeist movie, you know, at the, you remember that? You know, they came they came out with like what three movies about that? And mm-hmm. it leads you to believe that the beginning it was because they hadn't moved the bodies, right? And you know, you think, okay, the 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 developer was greedy. They knew that they were building houses on a cemetery. But then it turns out later on that supposedly what was causing the haunting was because of those people that had died um, in that cave. You know that they had that that doomsday scenario. That that was the real <laughs> origin. And the point I'm making is that sometimes a lot of weird stuff happens on pieces of land similar along those lines that people never know about, never makes the paper. And it, 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 it's part of the fabric of what happens there and affects anything and everybody that
0: occupies uh, yeah, it. Yeah, everything, everything like that is going to leave an imprint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, on, the, on, the, on the ground. That energy to go somewhere.
2: Right. And, um, and, and And even then, even when you try to do the research, You know, you can only research up to a certain point, basically, what's been documented. But you can only research what's out there. Exactly. And if there's nothing, nobody ever documented it because either, one, there were no witnesses or on purpose it was kept secret, guess what? Sometimes, you know, sometimes people, you never do get the answers as to who or what is out there causing the trouble. Right. You just have to work with what you
0: have. You know, just kind of what well, we do a lot. You know? Well, and, 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 and I remember when we talked
2: the last time that you had, you know, sometimes we have things like, you know, when you, you hear about these places that have a history of tragedy, either the location or the family, if they, you know, if it's one of these. And then it's when you start going back, you find out that, you know what they say, what came first, the chicken or the egg? that maybe there was something originally there, which is what triggered all these tragedies or these things that the hauntings are blamed on, uh, which sometimes leads back to a non-human entity or right.
0: something going on there, which... Right. I mean, you never know. I mean, you know, the... yeah, you know, Like the Hathaway Mansion before it was torn down. You know, the the entities that were there would not acknowledge the 3,000-square-foot addition. Wow. So that tells you that they were there before the addition was put on. hmm And considering the era the house was built in and the era that this family lived there, you know, parlor games were seances, Ouija boards. Oh, yeah. You know, those were parlor games. Yeah. So... The Lord only knows what they brought upon themselves. Yeah.
2: Yeah, sheer dumb luck or perhaps maybe knowing, you know, maybe they, they they got into it more than just a game. But, yeah, you're right. There was a time that that was like, oh, a dinner party, and then, you know, we're going to do table tipping or stuff I like that. We're going to a
0: seance or we're going to do cards or we're going to, mm-hmm. you know, play with a talking board.
2: Yes. People don't understand, especially after the Civil War and things like that and after World War One where people also had lost loved ones. That was a spirit communication was a big deal.
0: Um, and this was a, this was about the time. I mean that house was completed in between eighteen fifty five and eighteen fifty seven. Mhm. You yes. know, then the civil war started. Yes. Yes. And um you know, that where that house was, it was I'm not saying it was part of the Underground Railroad, but mm-hmm. it was it was on the route. Right. Because of how there's nothing to indicate it ever was part of the Underground Railroad, but um you know, there's another house less than a mile away from it that has the possibility it was. Exactly. Because of the proximity of the water in Canada. Yeah. And that was was the ultimate destination. The river, just across the lake. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's 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 the ultimate destination. It was like you're right. That was like the jumping off point.
0: Yeah, you know. So there's just layers and layers of history. You have to look at all of it. As much as you can find. And you
2: know, and uh, and I don't know if you've run across this, Debbie. You know, especially you know when you work as a psychic, people don't realize that sometimes hauntings is not. A haunting of an entity but if let's say let's use that scenario that you're talking about let's the underground railroad where you get people that maybe are housed in dreadful fear like you know uh, anguish maybe they got separated or they had to leave somebody behind or they don't know am I going to make it and I think that after a while those feelings Impregnate oh, They, get, they get imprinted.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. you know, look at the the basements of some of these old houses that oh. I've been in around here. They're fieldstone. You know, they have just absorb all that energy.
2: No, let me tell you something. I don't know what it is about basements and cellars and places like that. That God. They just like. And, and, and they and creep
0: that, everybody out. Oh, basements yeah. Basements and attics.
2: The dark hauntings, and I've even heard, especially the ones, you know, that they they had the wells, like, underneath the house, you know, instead yeah. of out in the yard. That's another one that, man, I've heard some really yeah. dark stuff around. Yeah, I mean,
0: half of my house had two wells. They were both within six feet of the house. Okay. Yeah. You know, one was in three feet of where the demonic net chose the nest. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. You know, and even the demonic would not acknowledge the, the addition to the house.
2: And how? How did you come? How did? was it? Because it wouldn't go in there, or how did? How did you realize that it was not?
0: Because that was the only place you could go to get away from it. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um. As a matter of fact, one time I did an investigation, and there's a um, there's an area up north of Miami-Dade County, it's called Port St. Lucie. Back yeah, in the 30s, 40s, and fifty, it, a lot of people to come out here in the wintertime, it was like a lot of fishing camps were out there, and there was uh, the clients, they had a house right on the, you know, like the river and the inlets, mm-hmm. and there was a big fishing camp out there, and... Part of the house dated back to that time period, and then, like you said, an addition had been built. Everything that took place always took place in the old part of the house, never in the new addition.
0: Right, and it tells you that they didn't acknowledge it, which kind of helps because it gives you a time frame. Yes, yes. You know, at least you could narrow down a, a period of time. Like, you know, it was before the addition, it was, you know... Yes. It was there before the addition was put on. If you know when the addition was put on, you yeah. know, at least it gives you a starting point.
2: Right. And it was it was really weird because uh, the addition, they ended up putting bedrooms in there. And then the other side had, you know, when they did the split level where they had a bedroom and the rest of the house and one of those <laughs> things. And like the the dad or the father, or whatever, he would be in his side. His bedroom was okay. But if he ever fell asleep on the sofa in the living room, he would have, <laughs> you know, it was one of those where, and that's how they kind of figured out that it was only the original part of the house where they experienced things, nightmares, everything. Uh, so uh, that's when, you know, we started and and, and there was later on, like you said, when you do the research, there was a lot of, um, violence that took place and people you know back because back then this was like the middle of nowhere uh right. you could basically do away with somebody and dump the body I mean this wasn't you know it was not that well populated unless it was uh the winter time when a lot of people would come down for fishing so yeah there was a lot of underhanded stuff taking place so yeah things like that yeah. people don't realize how often and and you know what, and I tell them, you know what, there's a lot of people that did awful things and they take these secrets to the grave with them. They never talk about them. They never brag about them. They don't have death. You know how everybody talks about those deathbed confessions where people like. Yeah, they don't do that very often. Uh, there's a lot of people that have, they're they they they're not going to confess to nothing. They go to the grave with that happily.
0: They don't like that no, thing about had, like. Yeah, I hate ghosts that won't go because they don't want to be judged. Yeah,
2: Yes. Yes. You know,
0: I mean, James Hathaway was in that house 150 years. Wow. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't leave because he was not one of the nicest people during his life. Yes. And he, he was afraid he was going to be judged. He, didn't, he wouldn't go. Well,
2: people don't realize that when you're being, and I'm going to put it bluntly, if you're a son of a bitch you might still recognize your son of a bitch. It's not like you're oblivious to it. You know? Right. And then you die and you're like, man, I did some really bad stuff. And then yeah. they fall into what you talk about, which is, and you know what? This is not the best place, but I'm just going to hang out here because I don't want to find out what's waiting for me on the other side. Right. Yes. And uh, even the people, the most callous people, I don't want to say in a little bit in olden times, like the religious beliefs that maybe they never paid attention to while they were alive. All of a sudden, they remember them in the afterlife. Like you said, that fear
0: of what's of judgment. Yeah, you I mean, have to pay down their belief system. You yeah, know, I mean... Yeah, he would not go. I mean, even his daughter, who had passed away before him, she came in and out of that house periodically, and she couldn't get him to go. And I said, Well, if his own daughter can't get him to go. Then I don't get the chance.
2: Yeah, was did he have a good relationship with that daughter?
0: She died. Um, I'm not sure what the relationship was. She died three months after getting married. Wow. At the age of twenty. Okay. And everyone thinks she died in the house. She didn't. She died on the winter part of the state. And um she died after you know, a of only a week. Which seems a little suspicious. And um and she died on a Thursday. Funeral was on Sunday. She was kept in it was winter, so she was kept in a, a, a Mausoleum in another cemetery until the ground was enough for them to bury her out here. And the inscription on the big obelisk in the cemetery, you know, has Mabel Hathomite Dunham, wife of Orange Dunham. yet it's ruin- rumored that James had Lily of the Valley planted inside her grave because her grave is shaped like a bed with a, headstone, with a headboard and a board and um, sides. And he Lily of the Valley, and it still allegedly grows today because he thought she was poisoned. So it, I don't know what to believe, because why would you put the name of the man you think poisoned your daughter on a tombstone? Right. You know, so, I mean, it's just one of the many uh, urban legends that surround that family anyway.
2: I know, and, and sometimes... <laughs> I want to say that back then, especially during Victorian times, some of the customs that they had, we look at them now, we're like, huh? Especially when it came to the dearly departed. like Right, I mean, she weird. was
0: buried, you know, in Victorian times, she was buried was in a glass coffin, but it wasn't all glass. It was wood, It's just, like, from like mid-chest up would have been a pane of glass. Right. You know, that so wasn't a total less but we couldn't withstand
2: the weight of the dirt. Right, because I know that um, they had those iron ones, that mm-hmm. that that, that were glass, and those those about the only ones that really held up, as far as and also kept the 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 body intact because they were airtight. But uh, you, not most people could afford those. You had to be pretty they well off. they were very wealthy.
0: I mean, back in the day, she died in eighteen eighty one. Mm-hmm. Um, in among his papers in the probate court was a receipt for her headstone, and back then it was $925. So that's But today, look- currency, that's in the thousands. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now, they were a very wealthy family, but. Um, it's great.
2: Yeah, people don't realize that even back, you know, when you, and, and I tell everybody, you know, when you go to these, um, to these cemeteries, you immediately know what it's the old areas as far as the Victorian, because of mm-hmm. all the monuments, and the obelisks, and the, you know, uh, the angels, and the mausoleums,
0: and because. The mausoleums, oh my gosh, there's a cemetery, just when you get into Detroit, where you have some of the most beautiful mausoleums i ever seen that family
1: buried there. Mm-hmm.
0: Their mausoleum looks like an Egyptian tomb with the big lions, and it's just amazing. And yeah.
2: of money, and it costs. By the way, you know, even when you like dollar for dollar, if you, even back then, it was a very expensive thing. But, and I tell everybody because, I uh, you know, people don't realize that even in the even when you were dead, you you wanted your family well thought of. In other words, your your name, your oh, and,
0: it's status.
2: It was a status and I say, you know what, that's why where, are um, you know, they would have a pauper's grave in the corner and or if you had led some type of like, uh, you know, unusual or questionable lifestyle, they sometimes don't even want you buried, you know, inside the cemetery or they would put you way in the corner in the weeds.
0: Well, a little um, cemetery by us and um, some of the older souls are very creative, like... There's a man who owned a bakery, and his headstones is, like, it's, it's kind of tall. It's not big, big, but it's, you know, stands up. And it's in the shape of a slice of bread. <laughs> um, there's another one that has a piece that's a big, big, uh, big square stone, and it has two columns that's, dark in in between the columns and on the top is raw ore. He was a miner. Wow. So it looks like you go down to a shaft. Um, A shaft, so they're pretty inventive. It was pretty, it's kind of cool when you walk through them to walk through these old cemeteries too.
2: Oh yeah, especially compared to nowadays now that everything is kind of flat and, you know, very pragmatic. How You know, it's like, okay, name dates, Yeah, that's
0: it. I like the old ones. I like the... Yeah, oh, but they're neat.
2: Yeah, but if you had to reproduce them, they cost quite a lot. Quite a lot of money. But like I'm saying there the, the, the <laughs> relationship that back then that people had with death and the dearly part, and I don't know if it's because people you know people died younger, you you know, more people died easily. How's that? You know, a lot of diseases and stuff, so there was just a different I guess a different approach to death as far as
0: And I think there was a different attitude toward your ancestors. Oh, yeah. Yes. You yeah. know, other than, I mean, today we still it in some ways. I mean, our parents, our grandparents, people we knew, you know, but when it comes to other people, maybe not as much. You know? Yeah. And now you just, like, really, I don't know. I still pay attention to it, but...
2: Yeah, but like I said, you go into a cemetery, depending how big it is or where it's at, you immediately know which is the older part, just because of the oh, monuments, yeah. Right away. Oh, yeah. Right it's, away. It's
0: really easy. Yeah. And that, that's, real, I like the older parts anyway, so.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes I stroll around, I'm looking at this stuff, and it's like, and you understand also, you know, that, that, that they would use sometimes some, especially these, uh, the bigger cities, they would use these cemeteries as like parks where people would stroll around, some people oh, think, now, "Oh, that's so morbid," them. and it's like, yeah. They used to
0: have picnics in them some days, yeah. Yeah. you know, and yeah, they have, they have picnics in the by the headstones, and it was a it was an event. Yeah, it was like a park. It was a park. It was a park.
2: Yeah, but you know, you we, know. we we're the ones that put a different spin on it now. So Debbie, um, how about investigations? Anything interesting happening or any any projects um, that you're I working that, on? I
0: have that uh, um, Subdivision, it's just making me crazy, actually. Well,
2: what's that? And happened?
0: um in a couple days the second edition of Your House will be out.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, it really hasn't changed much. The Kindle the Kindle edition's out now.
2: Okay. Okay. And the,
0: the um, paperback should be available in a couple of days. And okay. This, I just kind of launched it today. Okay. Um, so it's, it's your house on the second edition. Nothing really changed in there. I just did a couple of little tweaks to it. Okay. But uh, I should be out. And, you know, I'm working on a couple of mysteries. and.
2: Yes. Let me tell you, writing is you know, hard work, huh? People don't realize.
0: Yeah, write a book they said. It'll be fun they said. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: then the <laughs> truth. <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: and, you know, there's days when you bang your head against the wall and it feels so good when you stop. Yes. And, uh, you know, there's days when it just flows. I mean, my routine is, you know, I get up, I do stuff. I go to breakfast at the same place every morning, sit in the same booth, about You know, they know me. They bring me coffee. They leave me alone. They let me write. If Other customers are too loud. She shushed herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are a
2: private bouncer.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, she's so cute. And, um, you know, half the time, i by, and I'm writing, and she's like, you know, what do you want to eat? And I just do your headlights completely. And she's like, never mind, I'll just make you something. She just makes me breakfast. It's awesome. That
2: is so funny.
0: I think I wrote, gosh, 90% of my last two books. Isn't that great? No. Isn't that right? You know, um, you know I put out Ponding um, Bay with Tia uh, Publishing. That's out.
2: What was the, What was all, that title
0: again? Um, haunted Anchor Bay, Michigan.
2: Oh, that's right. Yes, I remember that one. Okay. Yeah, it's
0: all about the ghost stories in my area. Mm-hmm. And a lot, of, a lot of history. Okay. Because um, that's where it all originates from anyway. And now I've been doing a lot of presentations. And it's my busy season. Let me tell you
2: that There's a lot of haunted stories up there in your area, like that Great Lakes area and all that? They've got a There's lot of, like...
0: There's rich, uh, rich in hauntings, rich in folklore, urban mm-hmm. legends. Um, I just read an article today. Um, it's this little town that uh, back in the 1800s, uh, over 100 children disappeared, 100 people disappeared, mostly children. Really? And they're it on a big foot, and I think it's still in the area. Like, it's been 100 years, get over it, move on.
2: That's unusual.
0: I mean, I that there couldn't be a Bigfoot up there. I spent a lot of time up north, and those woods up there are so thick in parts that you cannot see a foot into them. I
2: mean, they said that your state is also known for a lot of Dogman sightings.
0: Oh, the Dogman! Yeah, it started out as a joke. Yeah. From um, summer station. And he didn't know that Yeah, actually, actually have been dog man, there's a dog man. Um, there hasn't been any, too many recently, but given the woods and the thickness of them, um, it wouldn't surprise me if there was some cryptid and stuff here. I mean, we just verified by a uh, cam the verified sighting of the cougar, the cougar.
2: Well, you know what? I tell everybody, you know what? bigfoot i can handle but those dogman stories i listen to that i don't think i'd be I don't too thrilled know. with one of those encounters somehow
0: it's just i don't like, know Ugh. i mean i, I you know, i find cryptids so interesting oh i do too but there's something about I'm just not sure i'm gonna go hunting for one
2: well that's that's what i was getting to was like you know i was like yeah i will, I, I saw bigfoot like i think i'd wig out but i could handle that the one is like that. I don't even want to find out about. To me, would be, is Dog Man real? It's like, yeah, forget it. You know. I don't know.
0: I mean, the Mothman's pretty menacing.
2: You know, I always think of the Mothman almost, though, also, almost like a harbinger of disaster.
0: I don't know. Do you hear about those um, Mothman sightings in Chicago? Yes, I heard
2: that. I heard that. Like Seventeen or eighteen, I don't know. Yeah, and, the, and then you think about it, you know, right now there's so many, so much, you know, murders and bloodshed and, God, going on in the streets of Chicago. And I want to say, m- my son went into the Navy, and you know there's a big training center like 40 miles north of Chicago.
0: Yeah, I know, my son was there at
2: Great Lakes. Okay, at Great Lakes. Well, my son was there in 05. I mean, that's where he did his basic, and I went yeah, there. Was, yeah, yeah. And, uh, of course, I went to Chicago. And it just so happened that, well, this was, what, man, I want to say, 14 years, man, time flies. But, yeah, but, I mean, it wasn't that, that, that long ago. It wasn't bad then. No, I remember we went through, you know, I went through his uh, graduation. And then, you know, we came back to the city and we basically did the tourist thing. We walked around. It was beautiful. Yeah, so
0: we did, too, but it was there in uh, '99.
2: Yeah, and uh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was great. We had a great time. You know, mm, us
0: too. We had a fantastic time. You and know, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, personally, I mean, as much as I would like to go looking for some cryptids, but with a really big group, uh huh, of like really big guys, <laughs> yeah, just uh, just just to stop my adventure. Look for on my own, per se. I yeah. mean, personally. I'd rather face down an, a, a ghost. Right. You uh, know, or even e- even an a demon before I want to face down one of those things. Right. You know, I mean I don't know, but they fascinate me to be more and more into cryptids lately
2: well you know what and then and, and then in, you know at least for me inevitably then my mind starts going into you know you hear all these stories about all these people that have gone missing and all these uh rural areas or national parks you know places like what you're describing yeah. like and it's like okay well you know what if what if what if what if Bigfoot's not really friendly after all? You know, you just start doing that. Well, uh, I have never
0: assumed that he is.
2: No, I know, but you know that, but there's always, you know that there's always that controversy where people will say, well, he's not, and then there's people say, no, he is, you know, and it's like, do you really want to find out who's, uh... remember that
0: show, These Woods Are Haunted? Yes. And all the Bigfoot things they did on this, I'm like, mm, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, it's note yourself stay in the house do not you you do not want to camp
2: you know let me tell you there was one i can't for the life of me i can't remember which show it was and it was some men they went to this really remote location on a lake in canada okay Mm -hmm. it was one of those cabins and all of them by the way they were either scientists or researchers and they were out there to collect And this place was like, I think it was one of these places that you could only even get there like in the summer. You know, one of those really remote, middle of nowhere places. And these guys started experiencing stuff being thrown. I mean, really, really unusual things happening to them in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, I mean, let's face it. Who's going to be out there like screwing with you? Yeah, you know, and my thing is they can't hear you scream. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like no one can hear you scream. Or, I mean, about you know you're gonna call for help. Like if you know you raise somebody okay. on the radio. Good luck. We'll be there day after
0: tomorrow. Yeah. You know, cause you have no cell service. Trust me. Yeah. And now there's. you're you on know, your own, in you're, other words. You're, you're on your own. You know. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 but like I said, I, I I the one I'm on the fence about like a, like all things because I think you know we, you know you have the 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 people that are like no, uh, Bigfoot is just a misunderstood.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, but the dog man thing, I've heard some stories and it's like God dang, you know and, and, you know, and because you know I'm thinking to myself, a lot of these people that say they've that had these sightings are people that are doorsmen or hunters. In other words. It's like they're they're used to being outdoors where they're not going to mistake this thing for something else. You know, it's not like me. God knows what I would think. Yeah. And I'm thinking that some of them are really, really rattled. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, mistakes happen, you know, or people see something and it's not what they think it is, whatever. But some of the sources, it's like, again, we come back to I don't know, as far as I'm concerned, everybody, I, I have yet to hear one person describe a dog man encounter, a sighting, on a positive note. How's that? No,
0: no, they're, um, no, they're definitely not a creature you want to run into. Okay. You know, I think one of the one of the best movies, I think people are probably going disagree with me, which is fine. I think one of the best movies that was done on Mothman was The Mothman Prophecies.
1: Yes.
2: I know, I know that they uh, they hammed it up a lot, movie. but that was a very good movie because I think because I I went down there, I I went to the people don't I, when you go out there you realize this is really really like a little town.
0: Yeah, you know, it where, is. This is just a small town. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the moth festival was a couple weeks ago.
2: I went. I I went out. I, You know, when I went out, there was nothing was happening, which was and sometimes it's great. You know, it's nothing's happening because so I was able to stroll around and, you know, the bridge, you know, that was there. And and then, you know, I saw the statue and but when you get there, you realize this really, really is a little town. There was like. In other words, you know how some and, and then, of course, we're all we're all we're always thinking of reality TV. Of for us, but back then, there was nothing along those lines happening. On the contrary. Um, right. This was this would have been the most far-fetched idea for anybody to come up with.
0: Well, truth is, to in fiction a lot. Oh. You know, I mean, that town was just unbelievable. Yes. And, um, it was very cool. I mean, about the bridge collapsing, but I mean, it was, the man yeah, is just very fascinating in himself. Well, uh, then again,
2: which is why I was telling you is like, you know, because when, if let's say you go by the, by the movie, it makes you think, was this thing warning them? Did it bring it about? Was it, is it a harbinger? In other words, like if you see this, it's like, it's like your fate. In other words, you can't change it.
0: That's when it started.
2: I know, you're right.
0: He's like, don't be talking about me.
2: It's like okay, yeah. Mothman, shut up, girls. Like no more, you know. But you're gonna let no my secret out. Let me tell you something. I, I've talked about what I call paranormal sabotage before. People think, oh, uh, it's like no. I mean, I no, I, it's a real thing. There is, there is. I, I mean, I know. I'm. Mean, it's not like getting paranoid or anything. I know stuff can go bad with electronics, but yeah, I, I've had first-hand experience with that kind of stuff. So anyway. <laughs> We shall not talk about he shall let me name moving on. Yeah, I finally I had to end a conversation with Debbie because we ran out of I ran out of tricks. I couldn't figure out what was what was going on. That's that's the world of podcasting, that's the world of technology, that's the world of communication. Before we started rolling, we were talking, everything fine. And then it went slowly downhill. I experimented on the phone on skype i even and 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 I, and I can see you know what my bandwidth usage is and even my CPU usage on my computer. none of that's straining it wasn't feel it might have been I don't know maybe she's i don't know I don't know, but would it be the first and lot we were even that's what we were kidding about like we were talking about Mothman and it went all downhill after we started talking about Mothman <laughs> you know what that's funny, but yeah that's weird you know that we were talking about how sightings in chicago and what is mothman i would have loved to talk to her not only about because she was you know and i don't know how much she captured over that she's busy now for halloween because she's doing presentations uh so on and so forth and that she's got second edition of her book i believe it's to, if your house is, is your house haunted that's about to come out um and you know i guess for originally we were talking about all the new shows that came out i was telling her i heard that a haunting has been stopped uh but that might come back that was a long-running show i haven't caught up with all the shows like i said holster files me and debbie were talking we would really like it like i said and that has a special place in my heart because I was reading the books about Hans Holzer and a lot, a lot of his cases way back. I want to say that that was my intro to Ghosts um, was his books. And I, especially fascinating is listening to the, some of the audio, the recordings that he did back then. And he had, I want to say, it was like three mediums that he worked with a lot, or at least the ones that was like uh, Ethel Myers, uh, Sybil Leek. I want to say it was Eileen Garrett. I think it's the other one. And I think I believe I'm positive. Well, everybody's passed on by now. You know, him and all these, uh, you know, this was way, way out there. I mean, um, because people don't realize that back then that was, it was, he he carried it off. And like I said, that there was a lot of celebrities that sometimes wanted to participate in it. And I think that's why, but it, he was really um, doing a lot of stuff that now is mainstream, but back then was like, huh? And he um, had some very interesting uh, contacts. Like I said, I, I, I like that show. I haven't seen the new one, Ghost Nation. I got to catch up and see it um the one that i've caught a couple of times is the last ones that zach bagans has done with the criminal the serial killers and things like that i saw a couple that that looks interesting um one of the ones that me and debbie that we were like not happy about we were like oh god the ghost bait man that one where they're putting a sack over somebody's head it was like what are you doing why are you torturing these poor people I mean, to us, and we were talking about this before. It was like, okay, unless you really get off on watching people terrorized, why are you doing this? This what where's where's the paranormal investigation in this? What sitting somebody that really had a really bad experience, whether it was paranormal or not, this, this these people thought they were leaving them by themselves, putting a potato sack over their head, and then watching them basically wig out what where's the research in that I mean no uh, that that's that was the one I I think I saw a couple of of um, things and it was like oh that's very disappointing you know it was like you know I mean there was as my opinion there was a lot of ways to go with that um but I mean yeah a couple of times I saw some of these people were like really really afraid they were terrorized it was like I, I i don't i there's no entertainment for me whatsoever in seeing somebody tortured not physically mentally emotionally that uh, to me that mm, i don't know somebody didn't have their i don't know but anyway let's get on to um i hope you guys i do have a lot of it <laughs> i'm sorry guys i'm sorry i'm sorry for my voice am sorry for the way i sound with this allergy that morphed into a head cold. Um, But I do have a lot of interesting guests. I I am going to take a month off, well, like 45 days, because between the times of Thanksgiving up to right after the new year, uh, I stop stop interviewing people because for my own, um, how can I say it, my own things that are going on, plus my guests, everybody... You're with family. You're, you're Christmas shopping. You're running around. This is, this is the... Tis the season to be jolly. Tra-la-la-la-la. Yeah. So, I think about six weeks downtime. But, I mean, shows are still going to be coming on, which I pre-recorded. But, again, you've got suggestions. If you are... An upcoming author if you're a paranormal investigator okay you don't have to be well known I would love to interview you please contact me at Marlene at Miami Ghost I will bring you on I love to hear either regular paranormal investigators even if your group is two people or one people one person or if you just are one of these people that have had weird stuff happen to you I'll interview you please I mean if that's one thing i'm not i'm not a snob about the paranormal uh and i think it's i think like like i said because of um that As a matter of fact me and debbie were commenting that sometimes these shows tend to go back uh with different groups depending to the same places over and over again that after a while it's like okay this is done done really done i think that when you get the person or persons who are telling their 1st ten experiences. Um, and again, I, I, you know, we were talking about this again, and I've mentioned it before, you know, I come from a time of ghost investigating before all the gadgets. Uh, what I call the dungeon. This was dungeon ghost hunting. This was dungeon. Par- there was, this was basically where you relied on maybe recordings Photography, which you had to pay to develop, if you are sensitive, and like I said, in even the human body. After a while, when you do this, you would pick up on certain things, which is, whether it's your physical body that you would pick up on atmospheric changes, or because you had developed some type of sensitivity, you would feel certain things, the advent of things. Uh, which when you do this after a while most metaphysical manifestations do give off a warning you feel it you feel it something some you know besides the typical you know oh, there's a cold spot sometimes it's a cold spot sometimes you'll have the heat temperature shifts sometimes sometimes there's the feeling of a vacuum like silence like all of a sudden you get this like noises stop Sometimes you'll have that. I've I've had the experience of ionization, which is that you know that smell that you get like right before a thunderstorm comes through. I've had that experience. Uh, sometimes you actually physically see something in the air. There's my experience. A lot of metaphysical things they announce themselves before they materialize. And 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 back then, this is the hardcore. And I consider myself a hardcore investigator this is what you worked with because this is what you had and because it was so subjective you would had to try harder to divide between not letting your imagination run away with you and discerning what was really there or not what you wish was there because you were scared or because hey you know that 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 cold spot was really a draft (laughs) you know sometimes that happens sometimes draft come in through places that you don't realize that it's coming through um but yeah they uh again coming back to my original point i'm not a snob about paranormal investigations so if there's anybody out there that wants to tell a story from any perspective contact me or if you have a story does it and sometimes again i tell people you know I, yeah i'm into research but you know sometimes people have experiences that they never figure out why why me or why here or who or what was it or what what became of it you know people sometimes live years in certain places and they move away and they they never get an answer they have suspicions but they never get an answer as to who or what was doing the haunting or why it stopped or why it starts up doesn't matter because that is part of the supernatural. Not everything is tied up with a little bow at the end uh, as far as explanations. Because sometimes, God, there's so many things that could be causing it or having it end. All right. I Let me give you an example. What if you have a haunting that's taking place because of somebody that lived there? long time temporarily certain circumstances caused this person to get confused and stay behind and somewhere along the line that person's family started praying for them and maybe even having masses for them let's say we're we're going down the Catholic or Christian Avenue and just that one moment happens where this spirit has clarity. It's actually able to cross over. And then the people that were living with all these happenings, all of a sudden stuff stops and they're like, huh, what happened? Where'd it go? And it's because sometimes things are happening outside of what you have knowledge of that brought clarity to whatever or the reason why and i've even heard of where you'll have a haunting and the significant other i'm going to say let's say like a husband and wife and when that other spouse finally passes on it's almost like they come and they get the spirit of that person that was left behind and then that spirit departs and sometimes it's after many many years that they've been haunting or stuck or being seen or felt but let's say a family that maybe might have moved into that house that where they once lived and they never are aware that what happened was that that person's spouse has finally passed on and came for them and they recognize them and that they cross them over. They take them with them, and they'll say, "Yeah, we lived in this house and for ten years. We had all this weird stuff going on, and, or we were seeing this lady or this man, or uh, then one day it just stopped. We don't. We can't figure it out. That happens. That happens. Things like that do happen. So anyway, I've got a. And by the way, guys, I did. Um, my first nonfiction is out. Which is called Walker Between the Worlds, book one of the Civil uh, Chronicles. It's going to be the first of the series. It's an urban fantasy, supernatural thriller type. I think you guys are really going to like it. Um, by the end of November, I'm going to be putting out a novella in that universe. I'm going to be following up as a series. Uh, so by all means, uh, go to MarleneParter.com or you can check out the book on Amazon. Uh, I have a Kindle. And a paperback version. Um, every once in a while, I do put it up for free on Kindle. You know, I'll run it for free on a few days. So if you want to follow me, also, you can either sign up for my newsletter uh, that you can find at MiamiGhostChronicles.com, on uh, MarlenePardo.com. You know, I put on there links as far as uh, any new projects, books, podcasts, giveaways. As a matter of fact, I just finished a giveaway for a Green Lantern apron. Every once in a while, you know, sometimes I give away paperback books that I've written. Other times I'll give funky stuff like that away, like a, you know, a Green Lantern superhero apron. Uh, Sign up for the newsletter or follow me on Facebook or on Twitter. And I usually post, like I said, links to everything that's going on or if I have a giveaway or I have a new book or if i'm um you know putting uh an e kindle version of any of the books for free for a few days and i really think that i've gotten so far a lot of positive feedback from the uh the readers of the walker between the worlds a lot of like i said if you're into urban fantasy supernatural thrillers you're gonna like it you're really gonna like it i'm using all my uh like i said knowledge of the paranormal but putting it in a fictional uh, universe which i think is pretty interesting so again guys thank you for being part of my audience i apologize for the audio that went south on us i wish it was something that i could have done to fix it but unfortunately i couldn't but don't forget uh send me your stories or if you're an author or anybody uh again i would love to uh to interview you get a hold of me and we'll set something up take care and happy halloween
1: we did it again verizon was just named america's most reliable network by root metrics for the 16th time in a row proving once again that nobody builds networks like verizon builds networks that's why we're building 5g right that's why there's only one best network verizon Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined. Not specific to 5G networks. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by RootMetrics for the 16th time in a row. Proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network. Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined. Not specific to 5G networks.